Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by Express News military reporter Sig Christensen. He joins the show to discuss the ongoing controversy of military personnel refusing to take the vaccine. Welcome back to the show, Sig. It's always great to have you on the show. How are are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing well. Well, uh, let, let's go ahead and get started because there's a lot to cover here. There's about, let's see here. I want to make sure I get this right. There's somewhere in the neighborhood of 11,000 active duty and reserve personnel who have refused to take the coronavirus, coronavirus vaccine. You mentioned in the article that close to 4,000 of them have been kicked out. What, what's going on here? Okay. Well, first I'll give you an addition. So uh, we got numbers from the Air Force uh, um, yesterday, and they tell us that uh, there are about a thousand refuseniks in the Air Force. So uh, it's over twelve thousand uh, and and change. And why they're uh, refusing to take this vaccine is pretty simple. They have concerns about whether it's going to make them sick down the line. In many cases. Uh, they are, in some cases, religiously opposed to taking the vaccine. Uh, there may be, and certainly probably are, other reasons for them refusing. Uh, a thing to remember, though, those guys have been taking vaccines for a long time. When you come into the Air Force at Lackland Air Force Base, you get lined up during zero week. Those are your first few days of basic training. And they give you shots, sometimes in both arms. Uh, Depends on how many of these shots you did not have before you showed up for boot camp. And so there are annual shots and there are shots for the flu. Then they decided they would have a coronavirus shot. Uh, And a a good thing too, given the fact that uh, they had entire ships at one point uh, getting sick with COVID. Uh, there was the famous case of the, uh, the commander of a ship out in the Pacific who actually made a big issue about this and lost his command over it. So uh, I wish I could remember the name of the ship and the commander. But uh, in close quarters, coronavirus is going to spread like wildfire. It was always a very uh, contagious uh, virus to start with. And as Peter Hotez, uh, the, the, the guy at Houston who is such an expert on this, uh, as he said the other day, the latest uh, uh, variants are wildly more uh, contagious than, uh, than even Omicron was. And uh, on a given day during Omicron, there were 800,000 people a day coming down with coronavirus. So this stuff is serious. And the Department of Defense has decided, in the person of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, that they are going to require that shot. And, you know, 12,000 people out of a force of uh, 1.78 million uh, active duty and reserve is not too bad. Uh, It's it's a small number. Uh, But they are vociferous in their... uh, Uh, reasons for not wanting to take the shot. And so the uh, Defense Department 
uh, has already moved to uh, push some of those people out. Uh, interestingly, Congress in the uh, latest Pentagon funding bill uh, did not allow uh, the, the Pentagon and the services to uh, expel people from the service with a negative characterization of service. So they have to be either honorably discharged or discharged under uh, otherwise honorable conditions. They can't be given uh, a, uh, a dishonorable discharge or a bad conduct discharge. Both of those would ruin them in, in a lot of uh, uh, career fields. Mm -hmm. So they're not allowed to do that. Uh, and uh, so that's where they stand uh, at the moment. Uh, the uh, one service remains uh, unaccounted for. That's the National Guard. Their deadline for compliance comes up on June 30th. Texas is a big player in that one because the governor has challenged uh, General Austin or Secretary Austin uh, in court. Uh, I think that Austin will probably win. Uh, the, the, the Defense Department usually wins arguments like these because they have a responsibility to maintain good order and discipline in the ranks and to maintain force readiness in case there is a war. Courts are typically deferential for that reason to the military. Uh, also, and this is important, They've been giving vaccines to troops in the services for a long time. Uh, they were giving vaccines to the troops in the 1800s, late 1800s. So the military has been a leader in, in, uh, in vaccinating its force. They, they always maintain it's absolutely essential to have a healthy force. You can't deploy people who are sick. And in the 1918-19 flu, a lot of people who got deployed to uh, England for the war in France came down with uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the virus of that day. It was a killer virus, and people died by the boatloads, literally. They died on train rides. Uh, that was a horrific flu. It killed I think 675,000 people in this country, wow. and it probably was more. Uh, but uh, the military learned a lot from that. Uh, they learned all kinds of lessons that they applied down the line because they probably lost more people to the, uh, to the virus of that day than they did uh, soldiers, doughboys uh, on the front lines of France. And just so everybody knows, there was a time when nature killed more people than force of arms, than weapons. Uh, you can go all the way back to the Battle of Agincourt hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and, and uh, large portions of that army are, are sidelined, uh, often because they're drinking tainted water. So there's a history here and that is why the military is so uh, dedicated to making sure the force is absolutely physically fit to go. And it's not just shots. Say you're a National Guardsman preparing to deploy to Iraq. Uh, 
they do a good job of looking over your teeth. And if you have teeth problems, either they will be fixed or you will not deploy. They're dead serious about it. Governor Greg Abbott, who was just on a tear this week, and now I'm reading here that he Abbott is among several Republican governors who say their guardsmen are free to disobey the order. And I bring that up because while we were talking off air, you mentioned that you interviewed, what was it, 13 former generals? I did. And what exactly did they tell you? Almost all of them said those soldiers have to follow their orders. And one of them, uh, retired General Sam Turk, he's a major general. Turk basically said, I'm sure glad it's not me having to make this decision. He is sympathetic to uh, these soldiers not wanting to get the shot. Uh, but on the whole, uh, these, these generals are not, uh, are not buying into that argument. Uh, this isn't a culture war issue for them. Uh, you know, uh, I get it. General Turk says, for example, I don't think we trust the government. I don't think we trust the FBI. We damn sure can't trust the IRS. You damn sure can't trust the president of the United States. But whether you trust him or not, uh, all the lawyers in this story agree that is a lawful order. And it has been given by the top military person in the Department of Defense in the person of General Lloyd Austin, who is now uh, Secretary of Defense. I'm going to just real quick. Because you did mention this off air earlier. Can you just talk about the three lawyers that you uh, interviewed for the story real quick? I interviewed uh, Jeff Horn, uh, Jeffrey Atticott, and Charlie Dunlap. Charlie Dunlap and I uh, exchanged emails, and he laid out his thoughts uh, in, in a very concise way. And I put that all in one section of the story because it, it was important to explain the legalities of this. So everybody knows if you violate an order handed down from the Secretary of Defense and you're, say, a specialist in the Army, uh, and you violate that order, uh, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which governs military law, can, uh, can send you to jail for five years, five years for violating that order. And it can uh, also give you a bad conduct discharge, a dishonorable discharge. Uh, in fact, if you get court-martialed, uh, you automatically get a, uh, a, a negative characterization of service. That's why court-martials are so serious. Uh, and so uh, all three of them agree it's a lawful order. There isn't an argument about it. Uh, and uh, General Andrew Osway, uh, another retired Air Force four-star that I interviewed, he pretty much nailed the issue about force readiness. And this is something that's repeated again and again, including by the Air Force Chief of Staff, General Charles Q. Brown, who was in the story as well. General Osway says, you can't have any kind of fighting force unless you have them all following orders. That's what the word military means. Now, so everybody understands what the story is about. It's about following orders. It's not about the medical side of this issue, whether the vaccine is, is uh, good, whether it's bad, whether it harms people or whether it helps people. This is about Secretary of Defense Austin handing down an order. And 
14,000 people are refusing to follow it. Uh, I've never heard of that before. Uh, even the anthrax vaccine, which was somewhat unpopular within the military 20 some odd years ago, it did not create this level of resistance and defiance. Uh, it's unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it in 25 years on this job covering the military. So what they're talking about is having a force that is ready to fight. And if the force is not vaccinated, if people are uh, beginning to fall ill to a virus that's extremely contagious, your entire battalion can be put out of business in a few days. You will not have a battalion to send overseas to deploy if it has been ordered to do so. So for the people in charge of the armed services, uh, this is an absolute must to them. They are giving that order because they absolutely are concerned to the core of their being that if they do not give this vaccine, their formations are going to be at risk of not being ready to deploy. And if you can't deploy, how can you meet the threat? That's what they're saying. I want to go back to something you said earlier, because, again, something we spoke uh, off air was lawful orders. What Can you just explain to the listener what a lawful order is, what an unlawful order is, and how that relates to the Geneva Conventions, for example? Well, for example, uh, they have been giving lawful orders for people to get um, vaccinated against the measles or the mumps. Uh, they, they have uh, flu shots every year. Those are mandatory. Uh, old folks get them because they're smart. They, they don't want to get sick with the flu. And it's another level of protection that they, that they are seeking out. The military is doing the same thing for a different reason. They want to make sure their force is prepared to deploy. So uh, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, what's going on here? is that in, in this case, the, uh, the lawful order uh, to take a vaccine or the order to take a vaccine, it has not been challenged until now. And it's being challenged because there's a culture war fight over it. That's the reason. Some people have made a political issue out of the vaccine. Now, that's an argument somebody else can have. But with that said, uh, an unlawful order would be one such as me ordering you to shoot these villagers in me lie. You can't do that. Uh, those people are unarmed. They're non-combatants. Uh, you can't kill them. Uh, it's a war crime to kill them. Just like it was a war crime for the Nazis to kill Jews. It was absolutely illegal. And so uh, that's not a lawful order. And you can even refuse to follow that order if I give it. It doesn't matter if I'm a general or a captain. Uh, you can say, sir, that's not a lawful order. I refuse to follow it. Uh, but the vaccine, for, for God knows how many years and decades and centuries now, soldiers have been getting vaccinated. And uh, there isn't any question among any of the legal people I talk to. Uh, that's a legal, lawful order, period. All right, Sig. Well, uh, as always, I'm going to link this, uh, the article we're talking about in the description. Sig, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to 
to enlighten us with all the with everything going on. Okay, let me let me before you get done, let me throw out one other thing here real quick. Yeah, please. Um, I brought this up originally with General Charles Q. Brown, the Air Force's chief of staff. We talked some weeks ago and and I said, how can you explain this? Because these these orders, when they're handed down, there there's generally no argument about them being lawful. Uh, and it's not even the most severe order you could follow. I was with a group of uh, Air Force close air support controllers during the invasion of Iraq. And there was a day when an order was given to cross a bridge in our vehicle, which was a soft skin Humvee. And that was going to be in the middle of a raging battle. And it seemed like a suicidal drive down the road and across the bridge. But they followed their orders, uh, even at the risk of their own lives, because they had to get to the other side of the bridge, set the, set themselves up, and prepare to call in airstrikes on an enemy counterattack that was expected. And so they were willing to put their lives in jeopardy to do that. Uh, and that was a lawful order. That's a serious lawful order, the kind where you can get killed. Those are given all the time in wars. This is a less than deadly order on the whole. Uh, there are some people who claim that the virus is, is maybe not as dangerous as a vaccine. But generally what we've been reading from the CDC and what the government has told us, what independent medical people have told us, the vaccine is safe, it's very effective, and it'll keep you out of the hospital in most cases. So when I raised this question with General Brown, he struggled to explain what is going on. And I'm going to read this and leave everybody with his thoughts. Because remember, he leads all of these people in the Air Force, hundreds of thousands of people. He says, I wish I could get inside the minds of those that have refused. The vast majority of airmen get it, you know, and have taken the vaccine. It's for their own well-being. It's for the well-being of those that serve to the left and the right of them. And it is about readiness and your ability to serve and also be able to deploy and go places. And he also says the edict was pretty direct. Quote, if you don't want to follow that order, what other orders will you not want to follow, particularly in a conflict when where lives are on the line. And with this one, lives have been on the line. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to leave it, Sig. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I uh, hope that does a reasonable job of explaining what's going on. Um, 